Tuesday, friends. Christine Alonzo here with uh, your midweek dose of breakfast all day. Glad you could join us. A lot of news today on Thursday. Happy to see you. First of all, we've been following Ezra Miller for a while now, and every week is some new thing. And mm. now they are saying that they are seeking help. They are seeking treatment for complex mental issues. And, you know, they were arrested recently in connection with a burglary in Vermont, all kinds of reports of erratic behavior in various countries uh, that supposedly they have a farm in Vermont with like a mom and a bunch of kids. Every week is some new crazy headline. And then yeah. mixed in with that is what's going to happen with the flash. And we don't know, but we know that, that they are finally, finally saying, I know I've caused a lot of damage and I'm so sorry and I'm getting help. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and uh, I, these are what, this is one of those stories that goes in two directions where either somebody uh, understands that, 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 you know, they need, that they need help, that they need to figure out what's going on with themselves or, you know, it, it ends in tragedy. And, and I think, you know, the Ezra Miller story just gets weirder and weirder as the weeks go by. And, you know, these, you know, an assault in Hawaii and the farm thing and the breaking and entering and the, yeah. And so, and, and, and as has been rightly pointed out, Oh, they're canceling the, the Batgirl movie, but we can't not do flash. Like the, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm glad that they are taking that first step. And so, you know, the hard work begins. We'll see what happens. We will keep following this. And then kind of along the same lines, speaking of, you know, the need to seek mental health and just take a break. Tom Holland is taking a break from social media. He posted a video. Him. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine what it's like to be Tom Holland? I cannot. <laughs> and people just like weighing in constantly on everything that you do in your life and your romance when you're involved with somebody famous too, like Zendaya. And so he posted a Really sweet video on Instagram saying, like, I'm taking a break. I have not been here in a little while, but here's why. And like, I feel like even if you're not Tom Holland, maybe it's okay to not be on social media all the time. Look, if it weren't like an actual part of my job, if I didn't have stuff to constantly promote podcasts and articles and reviews and books and whatnot. Yeah, believe me, the thought of walking away from it always sounds real appealing. <laughs> I think you would miss people. If I know you, you interact a lot on a variety of topics. I think you would miss people. I, it's true. I mean, I think maybe what I think what I would probably do differently is I would, you know, uh, like my husband has super honed down who he does and doesn't see or interact with on social media. And so, like, I would be perfectly happy to sort of have, like, a close circle of friends whom I actually know in real life and leave it at that. But, you know, this is the this is the life we have chosen, so I have to sort of be outwardly facing. And to be honest, I don't get it nearly as bad as the Tom Hollands of the world. I mean, yes, you get the occasional dingus, but for the most part, I think people are, are pretty cool. And if they aren't, I uh, mute or block them. And so, you know. <laughs> It's like they never existed. We have created a, a nice little community here, I feel like. I like of, to think so, Of yes. civilized and thoughtful yes. Yes. and kind-hearted people. Yes, breakfast all day social media people right. are the best. Let's let's be very <laughs> clear about that. At BeFast all day. Indeed. And all your platforms. Uh, Johnny Depp is going to direct a film for the first time in 25 years. Have you seen the first film he directed, The Brave? No, no one has. I mean, like that, oh. I, That well, not no one. It, it 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 screened at the Cannes Film Festival. It, it got a European release. I don't think it ever got an official 
theatrical or home video release in the United States. I could be wrong, uh, but it was definitely kind of buried and he got Brando to be in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's about this guy who basically agrees to be in a snuff film to lift his family out of poverty, I think is what the premise. Yeah. I, I know nothing about this movie only in that, like there was a lot of anticipation for it. And then it never had, you know, a U.S. release, at least at the time, didn't have a theatrical one. I don't know if anybody's ever gone back and put it out on, on, you know, DVD or Blu-ray or streaming or whatever, but you know, okay. Yeah, now he's doing a biopic about Modigliani, the artist. So okay, because <laughs> he can apparently because right? he because he emerged he, he emerged unscathed from that whole thing, right? He has a career to go forth and make art. Yes, yes, indeed. He does. Uh, speaking of art, um, so the new Academy CEO has indicated that he wants to have all of the categories at the Oscars like actually given out live on air during the Oscar ceremony. Great. Bill, yeah, Bill Kramer is the new Academy CEO. He said in an interview with the Academy's official digital publication, this is not like an edict. This is not like, hey, here's sure. a big announcement, but this is his indication as to where he would like things to go, and that sounds sure. promising. And did he mention anything about the honoraries? Were we going to bring them back? I don't know, but that seems that's... like some of the nicest moments of all happened during that part. Yes, of yes. yes. In the last decade alone, or however, whatever, whatever they stopped showing them, we missed like you know Jackie Chan and Anya's Varda and Sam Jackson and all these amazing people getting uh, life achievement awards. The clip reels alone would have been astonishing. Let alone the actual speeches, which I'm sure were delicious and were at the governor's ball, and maybe they're on YouTube. I don't know, but they should be part of the show. It's ridiculous that they aren't also do you see that the academy is apologizing to sashin little feather i did good for them <laughs> it only took them 50 years but you know great and i, I think they're actually doing like a screening series yeah. around that at, at the museum so that'll be cool they're doing some kind of like panel discussion and you know for healing and education and yeah 50 years <laughs> a truth later and reconciliation panel yeah good yeah great. i mean i guess Speaking what of brando <laughs> yeah right that that makes sense that's a nice tie-in um yeah like john wayne i don't think i ever knew this john wayne was backstage like, oh yeah furious and derisive about all this was tough guy accepted? john wayne had to be held back from punching a woman because you know don't get me started on that on that guy who managed to not have to go fight in World War II. Oh, there you go. Do you see, okay, so Bryce Dallas Howard reportedly made much less for the Jurassic yes. World sequels compared to Chris Pratt. It was reported that he made $10 million picture and she only made eight. But she did an interview recently in which she's like, oh, no, 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 no. It was actually much less than that. <laughs> like the difference was was much greater. Sure. But she said to his credit, that he fought for her, that when there was something like a tie-in, like a game, like a toy, the, like the a, an amusement park ride, park yeah. ride, like any opportunity for her to get more, she says that she will love him forever for fighting for her. Uh, yeah, I mean, good for him. It's, it is insane how this stuff works because, I mean, sure, on the one hand, they're going to argue, well, you know, he came in, he'd been in the Marvel movies and the blah, 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 and his box office clout. But like, 
we we we've we've come to take it for granted that like women in this industry are going to be treated like crap. But if you're going to treat Ron Howard's daughter like crap, like she knows how this whole game is played. She ostensibly has like really savvy management. If she can't get a fair deal out of Universal, like what actress can walk into that lion's den and feel like they're going to get a fair shake? Plus, she had to run from dinosaurs in heels. In heels, yes, exactly. Right, she, Chris she did everything had appropriate Chris Pratt did backward in the heels. She did. Anyway, so that so hopefully going forward, things will change. But uh, it was nice to see her say nice things about Chris Pratt. We've got all kinds of Olivia Wilde news, Olivia Wilde and Olivia Wilde adjacent news. Uh, The Daily Mail got a hold of some of the documentation with her split from Jason Sudeikis. And it's not pretty. And it's this ugly custody battle. They have two kids, a son and a daughter. And I guess they had lived in New York and the deal was like they can live in New York or L.A. as far as school goes. Um, But then she wants to move to London with Harry Styles. Right. I think maybe he moved to L.A. and then she announced that she was going to go to London or something. I I, I thought I read that in there. Yeah. And then he has been in London a lot for Ted Lasso, but that's not their home. And so they've been able to like share custody while they're all in London together, but she wants to stay there permanently. And I mean, shit, Harry Styles wrote a song about this, right? As it was goes, leave America Two kids, follow her. That's oh, okay. about Olivia Wilde. All right. I'm not a Harry Stylesologist, so I will. No, neither am I, but that line was like, ooh, <laughs> scandal. He's inserting himself in their custody battle. So, well, and I know that like she's apparently uh, rightly annoyed about how the, the whole process server thing happening at uh, Cinecon or whatever, whatever the, the CinemaCon. Yep. Uh, but he claims that like mm-hmm. that was in no way uh, his design, that that was the process server sort of took it upon themselves to like choose that moment in that venue to do it i don't even know i other look if we learn anything from a marriage story from marriage story divorces where custody is involved get real ugly so i i hope they work it out if only for the children's sake indeed and then we have florence Pugh um being interviewed recently too she of course stars in olivia wilde's new movie mm-hmm. don't worry darling which is premiering at venice yes and um, she and Zach Braff have broken up. Did you know they were together? I did know they were together <laughs> I, because I knew like a lot of it's that thing where, you know, Internet scolds love to get on the case of a younger woman dating an older man, even if that younger woman is in her 20s. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, famous comedian, you know, Mary's 18 year old. He's known since she was five or something like she's she's an adult woman she can date whoever she wants you know yeah so yeah so i did know they were a thing and i guess now they're not a thing yeah there's there was a 21 year age difference between them and they were together for about three years and they have since broken up but like you know everyone had an opinion oh yes on that one uh (laughs) that's why tom holland is leaving social media right (laughs) right all the marvel people know you just cannot. You exactly. cannot you live a life. Win. You cannot win. No. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. His cabinet of curiosities. We have a trailer for this now. Oh, and we have okay. a lineup of directors who are doing each of these individual anthology segments. And it's like Anna Lily Amarpour and Catherine Hardwick and... Some really interesting people. Some of them are horror people. Some of them are not horror people. This is a feature film? 
This is an anthology series. Oh, it's a series. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, and each episode is directed by a different person. Do we know for whom? Like Shudder or? Isn't it Netflix? Oh, okay. I don't know. I, this is literally the first time hearing about this. So. Oh, Cabinet uh, of Curiosity. Again, cool. I put it in the email. I know, I know. But if it's not <laughs> in the email, I sometimes I go research further, but I don't always. I the email there. is chock full of information. Okay. <laughs> this should be my starting point and not just my full list. Okay, Indeed. A um, couple more things. Kenya Barris is going to do a remake of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. There have been a lot of versions of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> there have. And the last Kenya Barris remake was Shaft. And I'm oh. still bearing the scars of that wretched movie. The oh. the third Shaft movie that was just called Shaft, uh, that was unbearable, frankly. And so I'm not really dying to see what he does with The Wizard of Oz. But Kenya Barris gets to do what Kenya Barris wants to do, I guess. Indeed. Also, Wolfgang Peterson died. Yes. He was 81 years old. He died of pancreatic cancer at his home in Brentwood here in L.A. He had a really fascinating career because, I mean, I think people think of him as like this action guy, you know, with in the line of fire and stuff. But like, you know, Das Boot, as much as it is an action movie, it's also this like super claustrophobic, intense wartime drama. And it was probably, I think, if I recall correctly and tell me if I'm wrong, but. I think it was one of the first films that they got a wide audience in the United States anyway, and maybe even in, uh, globally that sort of depicted German soldiers as world war two of world war two as not necessarily all being like died in the wool, super gung ho about the Nazism part, but just like guys in the Navy, you know, like, like they, they were just, they were there to serve their country and maybe they did or didn't agree with the, 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 the finer points of, yeah. of the, uh, of Hitler's philosophy, but the movie just kind of presents them as like, there are these guys in this sub trying not to die. Yeah. And, and the rest of it is sort of secondary, which I thought was, which was, which was a bold move at the time. And before that, he did a film called the consequence, which is considered like a really groundbreaking queer film of the 1970s. So he had his hand in a lot of different genres. Right. Air Force One and mm. The Perfect Storm yep. and Dust Boot. And so lots of big, big action films. But as you point out, this interesting smaller sensibility there at the core. Acrophobia is a fear of heights. And we're talking about fall. <laughs> hang on to your seats. Really, truly hang on tight. Man. <laughs> you saw this movie in an actual theater. Yes. How is that? What? <laughs> Real difficult, uh, you know, because uh, I, I told Dave what this movie was. He's like, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he didn't go? I, no. I, I, look, he and I saw the, remember the walk? What was the walk? The walk where Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh, walked yes, the. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's Man on Wire, yes. Yeah, he spent most of that movie with his eyes closed. And I was sort of like, I kind of squirmed, but I got through it. This movie, I was having a borderline panic attack for most of this <laughs> okay well i will tell you guys about it this came out in theaters last friday so we're catching up with it but we wanted to talk about it um it is as high concept as you can get these two best friends who are these badass climbers decide that their next adventure should be climbing this two thousand foot tower this abandoned broadcast tower in the middle of the desert in arizona it is meant to be their opportunity to like get their mojo back and reestablish their friendship. The opening scene in the film, we see that the two of them, along with um, the husband of one of them, they're all out like climbing this totally sheer face of rock and he plummets to his death. 
And um, it's how they decide, okay, we're not going to live in fear anymore. Um, the young woman whose husband died, Becky's played by Grace Caroline Curry, and she is just despondent. And so when um, Hunter, played by Virginia Gardner, shows up at her door with this crazy prospect of what they should do together, she's like, sure. Hunter is now this YouTube star, viral star, who does crazy stuff all the time for the clicks. This is a pretty crazy stunt. And so what director Scott Mann has done here is put us like inside the tower because it's like triangular shaped and there's a ladder in the middle of it for a long, long time. Yeah, but then the like the, Yes. And then the last couple hundred feet, it's like a 2000 foot high tower. The last couple hundred feet are like outside the tower. And then there's like a little platform and you're inside of it for every rickety step, every bolt that gets loosened, every groan, every oh. gust of wind, every, every vulture that buzzes their heads. Yeah, every sort of rust-rotted step on the ladder. Oh. It's really effective and really stressful as an exercise in just like that kind of like minimalist, simplistic, survivalist story. Like yeah. at its core, what's happening here, the two of them going up the ladder, will they make it? And then once they get up there, how will they get down? Um, is harrowing and so well done in terms of cinematography and um, the way that they fudge a lot of it. They actually shot it on a real tower that's only 60 feet off the ground. <laughs> only um and and that was uh stressful enough but you do truly feel like you were up there with them it's when they get fleshed out as people <laughs> that it gets way less interesting and kind of clunky but i didn't mind that as much yeah. i think you needed a little bit of that you, and, you know it, it it's sort of like it's what the shallows did well where you know just enough of blake lively's backstory right. and how it applies to the the current situation that sort of like gives it that little extra bit of mm -hmm. of stuff i mean yeah it's not the best written but it, it wasn't it, it didn't like pull me out of it by any means but yeah. if nothing else when they were talking about their personal shit it, it meant i wasn't like holding my breath because they were teetering over you know this like super high thing and i have to i have to give it up for the effects crew here because mm -hmm. i did not see the seams so like as far as no. i'm concerned gravity was shot in outer space and fall was shot at the top of this 2000 foot tower because i believed all of it and i was like white knuckling my my cup holders because it was just freaking me out oh they accomplish so much here on a low budget this is only a three million dollar film oh this is like when people talk about like a great b movie that's mm -hmm. what we're you know if, if you have a, a really good idea and a strong sense of execution you don't need money and this is an example of that one thing that's interesting with this story i just read an article about this is that the two actresses who were really good together were mm. improvising a lot of their dialogue oh, wow, and they okay. were dropping a lot of f-bombs but they needed to deliver a pg-13 film <laughs> and so what they and wouldn't you say fuck every other word of your strand at the top I, of the tower I, I was in the theater <laughs> and so um they did this deep fake technology to make it look seamless as if like they're not saying the actual word they're saying like freaking or something oh, else wow, okay. to mask it um only one time that i noticed that like that it was clearly dubbed where she's saying freaking but no actual r comes out of her <laughs> mouth um so but otherwise i thought it was really effective and again like you're so caught up in the stress of it that you're yeah. not noticing that um yeah but because 
the premise is so strong and because it is so well executed from a technical perspective, mm-hmm. like there's a, one or two twists too many in terms of their relationship that I felt we didn't need. Like it's the story is strong enough without that, I would say. But then there are so many like near misses in terms of trying to get the word out, trying to contact people on the ground like that all that stuff was like oh no not that oh no oh no not the drone or whatever whatever it is that's going wrong they come up with all of these really clever situations you know it's kind of like apollo 13 at some point we're like okay we have this this and this how do we incorporate them and use them to like you know accomplish to to get the word you know to to, to the people on the ground what's going on and yeah and 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 the way that it's like oh that works oh no it's not going to work oh that didn't oh that didn't even work at all like but but at least they're kind of they're very smart about how they they tick off all that stuff, less some, you know, smarty boots in the audience going, well, why didn't they do the women thing? You know? Um, right. Yeah. It, it's funny that you say that they had to get a PG 13 because uh, our friend Jason Shawhand uh, mm-hmm. said to me uh, after I saw it, that if that movie had been in 3d, it would have been NC 17. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, yeah, that's true. And one of the plot points is that Hunter, you know, is doing it all for the clicks. And so she has some like, you know, tight little tank top with a little push-up bra. And right. yeah, she's trying to look and, sexy and, as possible. And the push-up bra becomes a plot point later. Right. Yeah. They do <laughs> they do lay some breadcrumbs here yes. very effectively. Um, so I had a good time and I watched it at home. So I can't even imagine how much worse it was to watch it Whoa. on the big screen. So if you guys saw it, let us know. Um, I'm saying 7.4. Uh, I said eight. I was uh, literally just cold sweat for so much of this movie. So yeah, I, I, I mean, know what you're going into, but if you, if this sounds like your kind of thing, do see it on a big screen and just like have the freak out. All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody. Uh, over on Patreon, we have a lot of fun stuff. As always, uh, this week, in fact, our off the menu selection, we gave you guys a bunch of August choices for back to school movies, and our Patreon subscribers picked American Graffiti. So we'll be talking about that George Lucas classic, which is coming up on its fiftieth anniversary, uh, along with all the other great stuff. Uh, she Hulk kicking off this week. Still talking about only murders. So many things going on over at Patreon.com/slash Be Fast All Day. We hope you join us there. Uh, Be Fast All Day on the social medias. Have a good week, you guys. We'll see you later. Bye. See you soon. Bye.